Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. All right, welcome to part two of Sixers Daily. Going to be recapping Philly's, I don't want to say easy, but the second half pretty much well was throughout the third and fourth quarter. Uh, the Sixers got a 105-87 win over a LeBron James-less Los Angeles Lakers. I'll tell you the details on that. But before I do, check out part one of the pod. I had Bleacher Report's NBA insider Jake Fisher on with me. Jake gave some insight into what's going on with the Ben Simmons stuff. Not looking like he's going to be dealt at least before the deadline, unless a team comes with a godfather offer that prompts Daryl Morey to make the move. Uh, from what Jake was hearing, a lot of it has to do around James Harden, what the sentiment there is in Brooklyn. And we also touched on some other things, like would a team be willing to take on Tobias Harris without Ben? And are the Sixers looking at potentially any other deals? Because it doesn't look like Ben Simmons is walking through that door, even if he's not traded after the deadline. So would they be looking to make a move? They still have all their first-round picks for the coming years, maybe trying to get another playmaker, get another athletic wing, get a guy who could shoot, can never have enough of those, especially surrounding Joel Embiid. So check that out if you can. Again, that's on part one. And of course, subscribe to the Liberty Ballers Podcast Network. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you name it. Wherever you get your fix, you can catch us there. So as I said off the top, the Sixers came out in this one. It was still relatively close at the half. The Sixers held a six-point lead. The big news came down before the game even tipped off. LeBron James actually came out for warm-ups, participated in shoot-around, but ultimately was scratched. Lakers said that he's dealing with left knee soreness. The reports were nothing, anything too serious, just looking at it as if he needed some rest, which obviously paved the way for the Sixers to get a win. But Anthony Davis looked really good in the first quarter against Joel, him him, and Embiid were, were going at it pretty good uh, for the first four or five minutes of the game. So that was actually entertaining to watch. Tobias Harris also, really strong opening quarter. He finished with seven points, hit all three of his shots as well. Uh, the Sixers were up by 10 going into the second. That's when we saw some of the bench minutes. One exciting moment that happened in this game, Tobias Harris caught Ferk for an alley-oop off a steal. That was actually pretty good to see. It looks like if Ferk maybe was like half an inch lower, that that wasn't going to be a dunk, but he did manage to finish it. Uh, the Sixers led by six at the break. And what I wanted to talk about kind of set up what happened earlier in the game is because the third quarter was really the difference in this one. It was only a five-point lead for Philly with about nine minutes and 45 seconds left. And then they just went on a dominant run. The Sixers outscored the Lakers 31-17 the rest of the way, had a 20-point lead at the break, and that pretty much, well, finished things off. The Lakers really never came close after that. And the Sixers emptied the bench uh, for most of the fourth quarter. But... It was good to see Philly win this one with Joel Embiid struggling the way he did on the offensive end. He still put up pretty damn good numbers if you don't look at his shooting totals. 26 points, 9 boards, 7 dimes. But if you look at the fact that he was 9-20 from the field, missed all 5 of his 3-point attempts, you're like, okay, it was an off night for Joe. But some other guys stepped up. As I mentioned, Tobias Harris, he finished with 23 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists. Very efficient shooting the rock, 10 of 15 from the field after all his struggles in January. So hopefully he's on the mend here 
as we get into the stretch drive of the season. Tyrese Maxey, also another good game. He had a double-double, 14 points, 10, re- or 10 assists, pardon me. And George Niang, 14 points off the bench. So this is what you want to see from the Sixers on a consistent basis. Uh, Danny Green back in the lineup that kind of helped he had, he had three three-pointers still without Seth Curry but what I'm referring to is when Joel is struggling like this and the Lakers were at points sending double teams right at him as soon as he caught the ball near the block or at the at the 45 and and you know had his back to the basket the Lakers were sending somebody at him right away and when that happens we've seen in some of the Sixers losses that they kind of fail to get production from anybody else. And we didn't see that in this game. And that's why I'm saying it was a welcome sight to see Toby score 23, to see Maxi and, and, and Niang combined for, for 28 themselves, because that's what the Sixers are going to need, especially with the sentiment now that it doesn't look like a Ben Simmons deal will likely, I don't want to say hundred percent. It's not, but I would venture to guess maybe 60 to 70% that it doesn't look like a deal is going to be made unless I would feel like the Washington Wizards look at it and say, hey, we're going to get rid of Bradley Beal because he wants out and kind of doing him a disservice with the team that we have. So, you know, looking at this, if the Sixers want to make a run, and I've said this before on the podcast, and I talked about it about it with Jake Fisher in part one too, is that Joel Embiid's good enough to carry these guys through, you know, the first round, I think the Sixers finish as a, you're hoping for maybe a three seed. So you avoid that four or five matchup in the first round. But if they finish as, as a three seed, Joel, even in the, as a four seed, probably wins them a series on his own at the level he's playing. And if this continues into the playoffs, which we have no reason to believe it wouldn't, he's going to win them. And he probably could take the next series alone to seven if he doesn't get much help from, from the supporting cast. But the Sixers are that much harder to beat when they're getting production when Joel is struggling. And we just haven't seen that enough because when, when Joe's been off, it's like Tobias Harris is unable to make jumpers consistently. Seth Curry on nights where Joel is on, he ends up being on at the same time, but we've seen it when Joel's off that Seth is off as well. So that'll not only shows us how important Joel is to the squad, but how important it's going to be if the Sixers want to try and do some damage and their roster is, is as currently constructed, then you're going to have to see games like this consistently from Tobias Harris. And Tyrese Maxey, I think, has been great all season. So I'm not going to you know, say that he needs to step up any more than he has. I think he's, he's playing at, at a very high level for where he's at in his development curve. But you're going to need Seth Curry to be able to consistently put up 16, 17 a night in the playoffs. You're going to need Tobias Harris to be a 20, 25-point-a-game guy in the playoffs if you want to be able to do some damage with Joe as the lead dog. So there were some fireworks also in this game. I'll tell you about those after a short break. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more 
and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. So there were some fireworks at this game. A couple of Sixers fans ended up getting ejected from the game. Well, they got removed from their seats. I know one did for sure. Uh, Chris Haynes of Yahoo reporting that one of the fans kept calling Carmelo Anthony a boy. Again, I'm not going to speculate that there is some undertone, racial undertone to that, but he kept saying, get in the corner, boy, keep shooting, boy. Uh, I don't know if, again, what the context is, but they actually stopped the game for a period and Carmelo spoke to the referees. The Wells Fargo security came over, ended up asking them to leave and, and, and move on basically. But so there were some fireworks in this game. I don't know exactly what the ultimate outcome is there, but we did get to see that. But the fans were definitely into this one. It, it was nice to see some, some energy at, at Wells Fargo in terms of, you could tell the, the Lakers were in town, obviously, as I mentioned, LeBron not playing, but uh, there was a little bit more of an, of an extra oomph to, to the crowd in this one. And I think we'll start to see that more and more as we get down the line with the Sixers having some big games coming up. Uh, overall, though, I mean, you look at where Philly was dating back to Christmas at 500 at 16 and 16, and that was after that eight and two start. You're looking at this squad since then, 13 and three. Joel Embiid obviously just been amazing, stands for his shooting tonight, but still a, a force on both ends of the floor. It's going to be interesting to see what happens because I believe the Sixers team, as constructed, is going to have an up and down playoff in the sense that. I think, again, depending on where they finish in their in their seating, and I'm assuming it'll be a top five, definitely top six, but if they're looking at a first-round series against a Cleveland, again, and I've said this before, I think the Cavs are a success story. It's been fun to see a young squad there kind of make its mark and climb up to, to third in the, in the Eastern Conference. But, you know, looking at it, if that's who the Sixers play, I'm still taking the Sixers in that series. I, I just think that in terms of experience, and, and in the NBA, old teams win. Teams with experience typically are the ones that come away with the championship, if not the teams that have undeniably the most talent. But you're looking at this Philly squad. If they're able to get into a matchup, like I said, with the Cavs, the Bulls, something along those lines, I'll take Philly easily. But if it gets into the second round, that's where I think they're going to have an up and down performance where the Sixers can definitely take any series to seven, I think, against Brooklyn or Milwaukee. Miami, I actually think they could beat, but if you're looking at Brooklyn or Milwaukee at full strength, I think the Sixers just off Joe's back are going to be able to push that series, but there's going to be a lot of inconsistency. And so that's the things I'm going to look for now, especially as we get after the deadline. And again, as I've said before, the sentiment starting to look more and more like Ben Simmons isn't going to get dealt before then. So there won't be much help in terms of bringing any A-level guys. Again, remains to be seen if Maury wants to try and acquire some more depth some more high-end depth, especially coming off the bench, and if there's a way he could do that. But that's that's what I'm looking forward to seeing from the Sixers. As I mentioned before the break there, we want to see Tobias Harris, Tyrese Maxey, and some of the bench guys at least consistently putting up some points when Joel's not shooting the ball particularly well, like he was finally in this one for the first time in a while. Because I think overall, yes, of course, the team miss, misses Ben's defensive prowess, but... Joel is such a good rim protector, such a good kind of anchor on the defense at the, at the back line and, and, and altering shots and, and making sure that the opposition isn't getting so many easy looks. And so when you're seeing that from him, you're kind of confident the Sixers will be okay on the defensive end, not the most athletic squad in terms of individual 
players who are able to, you know, be typical three and D guys other than really Matisse Thybul. But even on the offensive end, like especially in this game against the Lakers, Joel was doing such a good job of kicking out of double teams. And we've seen that improvement in his game over the years, but especially it highlights at points when he's playing like this and, and being able to find the right guy. And it might not be a, a direct assist, but the hockey assist where he's two passes away, but he made the correct read, gave it to, you know, the top of the key to the, the open man who was able to find, let's just say Danny green in a corner, but those shots need to go down consistently. And I think that's where it's going to get interesting to see for the Sixers as we get into the back half of the season. And once the Ben talk stops really, which will, happen as of February 11th if he's not moved and then really seeing the Sixers trying to hone in on the little things that'll help them make a run hopefully in the playoffs that'll do it for part two of Sixers Daily I'm your host Jazz Kang don't forget as well part one I talked with Jake Fisher we previewed the NBA trade deadline ton of stuff on what's going on with James Harden and the Nets also we touched on Ben Simmons of course a little bit of Tobias Harris talk. We looked around the league as well. And also don't forget, subscribe to the Liberty Ballers Podcast Network. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you name it, we are there. 